Are you uncertain of how to handle issues of disobedience with your young child? Do you question whether or not your methods of discipline are appropriate? Are you concerned that disciplining your child could wind up doing more harm than good? Well, then we are so glad you're joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for updates so you'll always know about new podcast episodes. You'll also receive a free gift from Ginger when you sign up. Well, Ginger, you left us on a real cliffhanger last week. Um, Pretty sure our listeners have been on the edge of their seats waiting to hear what you have to say about the S word, spanking. Uh, This is such a controversial issue, even among Christians. It is, and that's one of the many reasons we haven't addressed it on the podcast. Nowadays, if anyone expresses their personal convictions regarding religion or politics or child training of any kind, and those personal convictions don't line up with a new world order that we seem to be living in, (laughs) we run the risk of being fired, attacked, or misquoted, or slandered, or canceled, or sometimes uh, even charged with a crime. You know, I've been doing a lot of thinking about this lately, Ginger, um, because I do believe it's going to be increasingly difficult for us as Christians to adhere to God's word in our culture, particularly in the direction we're headed. Um, We'll be met with more and more resistance at every turn, uh, which, by the way, should not surprise us. We're warned of this in 2 Timothy 3.12, that all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, no Mm -hmm. question. Um, And I guess one of the benefits of this is that it will become more and more apparent who the true believers are. We'll know them by their fruit, Jesus says, and fruit is obedience to God's word. Mm-hmm. Amen, sister. So climbing off our soapboxes now, yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's that's not the only reason we've steered clear of this topic. The main reason is that we don't want anyone to misunderstand or misinterpret or undermine our primary goal and purpose for this podcast, which is to encourage and equip parents to reach the hearts of their children and to point them to Jesus. Mm. Consequences are only a small part of training our kids. So we don't want to run the risk of parents getting hung up on or uh, only focusing on administering consequences for their children's wrong behavior. There is so much more to training and instructing our kids than consequences. So Katie and I try very hard to keep the main thing the main thing, and that's pointing our kids to their need for Jesus. But We have had a lot of our listeners submit questions asking for the specifics as far as consequences for younger kids. And to be even more specific, we get a lot of questions about spanking. Mm -hmm. At my event, I could say it is by far uh, one of the most commonly asked questions. Now, hang on. After they ask if I'm with you, right? Because you get that a lot. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah. So let me rephrase that. At my speaking event, the question about spanking is only second to folks asking if Katie's with me. Exactly. Apparently, Katie now has a huge fan club, which, as you can tell, isn't exactly helping her in the humility department. (laughs) Definitely helping me, though, just not her. Yeah. (laughs) So when it comes to young children, now, when I say young children, we're talking about five and under here. We posed some questions last week, and I think it would be good just to go back over those questions now. Should you spank or should you not spank? Is spanking a self-controlled act of love or an angry act of violence? Is spanking a careful form of discipline or an abusive form of punishment? Does spanking promote peace 
or does it provoke anger? Because we get so many questions on this topic, I told you guys last week that we would talk about it this week. Now, notice I did not say that I would answer those questions for you. I said we would (laughs) talk about it. Only you can answer those questions for yourselves and for your family. It's really between you and God and your spouse and what you deem to be best for your family as you seek God's counsel. It actually wouldn't be wise at all for me to answer those questions for you guys because every situation is unique. Every parent is unique. Every child is unique. And there are a lot of factors that really need to play a part in your decisions when it comes to the specifics of discipline and administering consequences. Ginger, I'll share something that you and I discussed over Voxer this week as we prepared for this episode. Though spanking is pretty clearly mentioned in God's Word as a means of disciplining our children, it's not always possible with every child or in every season of life. For example, we would never encourage a parent to spank a foster or adopted child, especially one who's previously dealt with physical abuse. This would not be helpful or loving in that particular situation. Um, And, you know, this isn't a perfect parallel, but in the same way we discussed on our marriage episodes, you know, God hates divorce. The Bible teaches against it. But there are also allowances for it in certain circumstances. So in much the same way, God's word prescribes self-controlled physical consequences for disciplining our children, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there are no exceptions to that rule. However, I want to caution parents um, not to try to find loopholes where there aren't any. Uh, If you're one of those people who shudders at the thought of spanking, what is the basis for that? What informs your opinions about the topic? Um, is it the culture and their perception of it? Is it your own past trauma? Um, is it a fear of your child not liking you? Is it fear of what others might think? Or is it informed by God's word? And it might be a combination of many or all of these things. And you know, obviously some of these reasons are unbiblical. So we need to pray and seek the help of the Holy Spirit as we make these decisions together with our spouses. Mm, That's good. And I just want to say this to our listeners. If we were talking one-on-one and you told me that you were indecisive and that you were on the fence about the issue of spanking and you asked me to give you an answer as to whether you should or shouldn't, which actually happens a lot at my speaking events, I wouldn't dare give you a straight-up answer. I don't have the right or the authority to answer that question for you, but I would ask you a lot of questions to help determine which side of that issue you're on and what led you to choose the side you're on. I'd want to ask you about what sort of upbringing you had and how your parents responded to your disobedience and how you felt about the way they responded. Uh, I'd want to, I'd want you to tell me about what sort of encounters and observations and personal experiences that you've had with discipline and how those things have played a part in shaping your stance on it. I want to know why you believe discipline is beneficial and biblical or why you don't. So in other words, you'd ask heart probing questions of these parents in order to draw out their own beliefs and their own history with spanking, right? Yes. Heart probing questions. That's my thing. That's because it. That, that's right. Because <laughs> that was Jesus's thing. Mm-hmm. And we all want to be like Jesus. And so there's no difference here with this question. There are there are just so many factors that come into play that need to be considered. So it would be irresponsible for me to offer just a cut and dry answer to this. Also, it's really not my place to defend biblical discipline. Biblical discipline is God's command, not mine. Mm. 
You guys write in asking what I think about it, but really my opinion doesn't matter. Truth is what God's Word says, no matter what I think about it or how I feel about it. Oh man, Ginger, that has been so lost in our culture. We are far too satisfied with loose interpretations or outright misrepresentations of God's Word in order to make it fit with our own goals or beliefs. So, you know, it's a confirmation bias of sorts. So instead of reading God's Word and allowing it to inform what we do in all aspects of our parenting and our lives, instead we cherry pick the verses that will confirm what we desire, which let's be honest, isn't always what's pleasing to God. That's right. Clearly, the Bible does call parents to discipline their kids for the purpose of driving the foolishness out of their hearts. But because of our different situations and temperaments and experiences, there's really no one-size-fits-all answer as far as how we discipline. Now, we do know why we discipline. Proverbs twenty-two fifteen says, folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will drive it far from him. We also know that discipline not only drives the foolishness out of the hearts of our children, but it replaces that foolishness with wisdom. Proverbs 29:15 says a rod and a reprimand impart wisdom. So biblically, discipline is a tool that God uses to drive the foolishness out of the hearts of our kids and it's also the tool that replaces that foolishness with wisdom. But according to the Bible, there are a lot more components to biblical discipline than just consequences. The primary components for discipline involves training and instructing the hearts of our children and helping them understand their need for Jesus. And so that is why Katie and I have made those components the primary focus of this podcast. We want to help you get to the heart issues that drive that outward behavior and point your children to the transformational power of Christ. That is our goal as parents. And we don't want to cause any of our listeners to stumble by getting hung up on some of the more minor components, such as consequences, whatever those consequences may be. Again, consequences, they're just a small part of training and instructing and reaching the hearts of our kids. Okay, so I've been mulling over what you said just a moment ago, and I'd, I'd like to say it again because it really made me stop and think. You said that biblical discipline is God's command, not yours, gender, and your opinion or mine in the grand scheme of eternity does not matter uh, right. because God's word says what it says, no matter how we feel about it. Uh, this topic really gets me worked up, Ginger, and I'm not sure why. I'm not in a bad way. Just I feel like I have such a strong emotional reaction to things we read in God's Word that are completely against what the culture teaches us as parents. Um, it's almost exciting to me that as we are obedient to the Lord in these things, we will look less and less like the world, uh, especially as our society continues to openly and vehemently reject the things of God. Um, but no matter the form of discipline we use, the things we should consider first are our motives for discipline. Mm, that's right. Proverbs 13, 24 says, whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. Mm. Now, notice that word careful. Parents are not to be abusive, but careful. So here in the holy word of God, we see that it is love that motivates a parent to discipline. God equates discipline with love. So when parents discipline in love, their children will equate discipline with love. Mine certainly did. They're 27 and 25 now, and they would both tell you that they are thankful that I lovingly disciplined them and taught them the importance of self-control and the benefits of honoring and obeying their parents in ways that please God. The Bible does not advocate 
anger or abusive behavior toward a child. Sadly, Katie, I've I've personally witnessed and just talked to so many parents who misuse discipline. Mm -hmm. And I've seen many situations where it's causing way more harm than good with children. And that is so heartbreaking. So to our listeners who've sent in questions about the how-tos of discipline, because I don't have a thorough understanding of you or your children or the dynamics of your family or where you are spiritually with the Lord in your own parenting, it would be foolish for me to counsel you in the specifics of disciplining your kids. Now, I will say this. After listening to hundreds of parents over the course of many years express their negative perspectives on spanking, which have been shaped by their own negative experiences or their own bent toward anger or some other aspect that doesn't line up with God's intention and purpose for discipline, I want you guys to know that I have actually encouraged many parents not to spank their children. Uh, Let's just go back to some of these uh, controversial questions from the beginning of this episode. Where do you stand in answering these questions. Think about these questions and ask God to help you answer them in your own heart. Should you spank or should you not spank? Is spanking a self-controlled act of love or an angry act of violence? Is spanking a careful form of discipline or is it an abusive form of punishment? Does spanking promote peace or does it provoke anger? In your heart of hearts, If you feel that you should not spank your child because it's unloving, violent, abusive, and anger-provoking, then please, I beg you, please do not spank your kids. Don't even consider it. Because to administer discipline of any kind in an unloving, violent, abusive, or anger-provoking way is to sin against God and to sin against your child. And it will cause damage in the hearts and the lives of your kids. It's so much better to refrain from spanking altogether than to administer it in a way that violates God's holy intention for discipline. God's will is not that you bring harm to your kids, but good. You know, one encouragement I have in regards to any form of discipline, Ginger, is to make it a habit to pray with our children after we discipline them. My husband and I have found that if we go into that process with our children, knowing that we will pray with them afterward, we're just really unlikely to discipline in anger. Um, Also, it's a wonderful opportunity to teach our children that we rely on God's wisdom and not our own. Uh, And one last thought I have on this subject, it's actually something I heard this week on another podcast. The host was talking about this very issue of discipline, and she said that afterward, after any kind of discipline, she and her husband have the child pray to ask God, uh, have the child pray to ask God to forgive them as well. Um, I wouldn't force this necessarily, um, but for a child who professes faith especially, I think it's an important part of the Christian life that they need to learn. Mm, That's really good, Katie. We want to help them understand about confession and repentance um, so that they'll understand and hopefully cling to the forgiveness and the grace of God. So we've given the reasons why we don't answer all the questions you guys send in about spanking. We just don't want that to be the focus of this podcast. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say, For all of you who truly do grasp that parenting is way more about reaching the hearts of your children and pointing them to Jesus, and you're making that your primary focus, but you do have some questions regarding the specifics of what God's Word says about discipline and consequences and how they are to be administered um, the way that God intends, then you guys will really find my book, Don't Make Me Count to Three, a very helpful tool. In that book, I offer biblical guidelines and counsel and practical advice, all based on Scripture. Basically, I just get down to the nitty-gritty of the actual act of loving, careful, and self-controlled discipline. 
So for all of our listeners out there who are looking for more answers when it comes to the act of biblical discipline and what God's Word actually has to say about it, man, I highly recommend that you order your copy of Ginger's book, Don't Make Me Count to Three, at gingerhubbard.com. And Ginger also has a six-week companion Bible study for the book if you'd like to go into a deeper study on what the Bible says about parenting. The six-week Bible study is a great resource for your personal quiet time or as a group Bible study with others. Also, if you don't have time to read, and I get it, uh, Ginger's three-session audio series on reaching the heart of your child covers the same information that's in the book. So the audio series is available in CD format as well as a digital download, which is super convenient because it can be downloaded to any device. And the study guide can be used for the book or the seminar. And just a side note for all of you Amazon shoppers out there, uh, the Reaching the Heart of Your Child audio series is only available at gingerhubbard.com. Also, this is a great time to mention that when you purchase Ginger's books directly from her website instead of other venues, you're supporting her ministry, which also helps support this podcast. So we very much appreciate you ordering Ginger's resources at gingerhubbard.com. So Ginger, how about leaving us with one final word of encouragement? Sure. Let's all remember that our primary goal for discipline is to reach the hearts of our children for God, is to help our children understand that only Jesus can rescue them from themselves, and only Jesus can give freedom from the sin that entangles them. Hebrews 12, 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. We want to be that encouraging coach on the sidelines, motivating our kids and cheering them on to stay on the right track and to run the race that God has marked out for their lives. So let's bathe all of our efforts in prayer and do our part, do all that we can to reach the hearts of our children for the glory of God. Thank you so much, Ginger. And thank you, listeners, for joining us for this month's Q&A episodes. We hope you enjoyed them. And if you have a question for us still, uh, feel free to submit those at gingerhubbard.com slash askginger. We do plan to continue answering listener questions throughout the weeks and months to follow. But next week, we'll be back to our regular format. If you enjoy our show and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And while you're there, can you please leave us a rating or a review? This is just a huge help to us to get the word out about our podcast so that other parents can be encouraged to reach the hearts of their children. While you're on gingerhubbard.com, you can find Ginger's wonderful resources that will help you get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective. Today, we're offering Ginger's best-selling parenting book, Don't Make Me Count to Three, as well as the six-week study guide at a 10% discount when you use the code parenting at gingerhubbard.com. Don't have time to read? Well, that's okay. We're also offering Ginger's Reaching the Heart of Your Child audio series, which is available in CD format and as a digital download. Again, you can get 10% off all these resources when you use the code parenting at gingerhubbard.com. If you'd like daily encouragement and parenting advice from Ginger, be sure to follow her on Instagram at ginger.hubbard. Thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God.